0: Good morning, welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, our Wednesday morning meeting to spend 10 minutes, Sisharam, the Ramchar of Moshe Chaim Lutzata, who gives us the formula, the path, the charge to how to be a better version of ourselves, how to aspire to become the best version of ourselves, to live with these midos, these qualities of this formula, these 12 steps to self-awareness and self-perfection. I want to thank our generous sponsor of the series for the year. Jeff Gelb, memory of Mashal Ben David, Avner Ben Avra, This morning, Shear is also sponsored by the Saka family in honor of the Yorit Abaya, of Baya Bashmua, May her Neshama have an Aliyah. Sponsored anonymously of Fuashlema for Tvi Ben Devorah, Besok Shah Yisrael, and by Jordana Nahari for a Rafuashlema of Sarah, Bas Sarah. Should have Rafuashlema, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. Thank you, Joan, so much for your generosity and your sponsorship. You can sponsor a future Shear, at pirasonline.org slash sponsor. We are in the 19th chapter of Mesil Sasharim, and the Rambham of Moshchei is telling us how to live a life of is what it means to be a chassid. What it means to be a chassid is not to have long payers, or wear a furry hat, or wear a long black coat. The definition of a chassid is to put others before ourselves. The willingness to go the extra mile, not to get away with the bare minimum. And we've been developing, we've been speaking about this idea in all of the realms and dimensions in which we live, to go above and beyond in our relationship with God, to go above and beyond in our interpersonal relationships with those around us, and to go above and beyond in our expectations and in our efforts for ourselves, in all of these dimensions, in all these realms. To be a chassid, to truly be pious, means to not get away with the bare minimum. To truly be pious means to try, to work hard, to be willing to sacrifice, to be selfless, to put others and everything before ourselves. And Ramcha Ramchal, Ramosh Chaim Lutzata, has been quoting from countless sources all over our sacred Torah, who's been bringing evidence from our great rabbis of examples of individuals who went above and beyond, beyond the strict letter of the law. They did more. They left their comfort zone. They did more than what was asked or demanded of them, because that's what it means to be pious, to go above and beyond. And similarly, Zera says, I've never been strict within my own home. There are individuals who rule with an iron fist within their home. There are individuals who make demands of their spouse, of their children, Demands beyond the way they live themselves. They micromanage. They ruthlessly rule. They try to overpower. They demand all the attention. I was never, ever too strict within my home. I never walked in front of somebody who is greater than I. Meaning, I know, how to, I, I know how to show deference. I know how to bow and respect. I know how to honor and recognize Other great people, an arrogant person thinks, I have nothing to defer to, there's no one who's better than I am. Why should I show honor? Why should I show respect to others? The great Rabbi Zera says, I never walked in front of someone greater than I. I had no problem holding the door insisting they go first. I had no problem walking behind them, beside them. I didn't need the honor. I never thought about Torah in impure places in dirty, soiled places. I never walked six feet. Four cubits is six feet. You could never find me walking as little as six feet without thinking in Torah. Torah informed, inspired, dictated Rabbi Zaira's whole life that he says, you could never find me walking even six feet. You could never find me walking six feet without thinking about Torah. I never fell asleep in the base Medrash. Again, each of these statements, each of these incredible uh, testimonials need to be unpacked, need to be explained. Now is not the time. But I never fell asleep. Not a permanent sleep, not a uh, deep sleep, nor a temporary nap in the Beis Medrash. Meaning, I never tuned out from the messages of Torah. When I was in the Beis Medrash, I was mindful of where I was meant to be. And I never experienced joy from another person's failure. There's a word in German. It doesn't appear in Hebrew doesn't appear in Yiddish, we are not supposed to not only have a word for it, we're not supposed to ever feel it. And that word is scheidenfreund. When a person revels in the failure of another, when a person gets a little gishmak, when you get a little joy, a little happiness, when you hear that somebody else stumbled, that someone else tripped, that someone else fell. That's not what a chassid does. A good friend, a loyal friend, a true friend, an authentic friend is not possible. If the friend is an extension of yourself, You forgive them. You take part in their joy and their happiness and their success. Their failure pains you and never brings you joy. And I have never referred to another person by their nickname. I don't call people by their nickname. They were given a name. That's their name. The greatest dignity is to call them by their name unless they have a nickname that they prefer and choose to be called by. Harila Chasidis mikol says the Ramchal, concluding after all of these statements of Reb Zera, these are some of the various acts of piety that I previously mentioned. Meaning, these are things that strictly speaking, according to the letter of the law, one could defend, maybe you're entitled to do. And yet, the Mida of Chasidis the notion of going above and beyond of piety of the extra mile demands and dictates behaving with a little extra mindfulness, a little extra sensitivity, a little extra love. I have here a beautiful sefer Masila Sasharim. It's called Eich Lev Nos Chaim: How to Build Your Life. And these are the notes of Hadar Golden. Hadar Golden, Zechron Hashem Yikom Hadar Golden was serving in the Israeli army in the IDF as a as a uh, officer, and he led his uh, troops into Gaza in the Gaza War. And uh, after the ceasefire had already been called, Hamas uh, not only murdered him in a tunnel, but they dragged his body into a tunnel back into Gaza. And until this very day, Hadar Golden's body continues to unjustly, immorally, against all international law, be held by Hamas. We, in fact, had his mother, Leah Golden, on Behind the Bima. We interviewed her and she spoke all about her efforts to bring Hadar home. He's not the only one who uh, continues to be held captive and now is a Shas Sakosher. Now is a big time as Congress is about to vote to invest in rebuilding Gaza after the, uh, after Israel had to defend itself from the rocket fire a few months ago, and there's a big push, a big effort, and I believe Prime Minister Ben is going to bring this up tomorrow with the president to uh, condition investing in Gaza, putting money in with getting those bodies back. So Hadar Golden, who learned in the yeshiva and Eli, Hadar Golden, who was a very spiritual person, his a copy of Mesil Sasharim, of the book that we're reading, his edition had his notes on the side. And his father took those notes and published an edition of Mesil Sasharim in his memory. Uh, Hadar Golden, Ich Levnos Chaim, to Build Your Life. So he writes here, Hadar Golden, on this comment of what it means that, miyamai that in all of my days, I never ever, b'chanicha. so I never called my friend by their nickname. He says, Lefamim ata Sometimes a person tries to score points When you can knock your friend off their pedestal, when you can show them who's boss, when you can call them a nickname and one-up them, you sometimes get a certain joy, a certain self of uh, inflated sense of self. You feel a little better about yourself. You got to laugh from the other people at the expense of a friend. So what is he saying? The testimonial here is, the piety, the chasidus here is, I never made myself better, feel better by making someone else feel worse. Never made myself better by making somebody else feel worse. And that is the sensitivity, that is the awareness that we're meant to have. That is the act of piety when it comes to the interpersonal relationships with those around us. And then the Ramchal continues. He quotes the Gemara and Baba Kama. Amru od zikram nevracha. Our Rabbi said, Amru b'yehuda haiman deboi have a chasidah. The Gemara and Baba Kama Daflamid tells us that an individual who says, I want to be pious. I want to be a chasid. I want to be a chasid. Again, not the historical, cultural chasidus. But the chassid of, the middah, the quality, the character. I want to be a chassid. So what does one need to study? How does one need to live? What does it mean to be a chassid? And the Gemara there quotes three opinions. The first is, Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is, if you want to be truly pious, then have a mindfulness when you say a bracha. You have a sip of coffee this morning, it woke you up sip of coffee emotionally comforted you, made you feel better, gave you hope and optimism, a promise of a better day, you enjoyed the beauty, the deliciousness, the caffeine uh, burst from a cup of coffee, you gotta say a bracha, you gotta say a shahakol. If you say a bracha afterwards or not is a halachic question, how quickly did you drink it, and so on. But you have to say a bracha, you have to say thank you to Hashem, you have to purchase it from Him, so to say. And the way we do that is with acknowledgement, with gratitude. So to be a chassid is not only to say brachos, is not only to discharge brachos, but to be mindful. By the way, it's this week's parsha, Kisavo. The farmer, the farmer pledges and promises when they see Vidu Maiser. When the farmer says that I distributed my tithes correctly, he says, I did not violate any of the rules. And I didn't forget. And Rashi quotes, I didn't forget to make a bracha. Which is a big question because saying brachas is only the Rabbanon is rabbinic in origin, not biblical, not to araisa. But what does it mean? You see here a biblical allusion, that it means not only did I do the mitzvah, not only did I say the bracha, I didn't forget to be present, I didn't forget to be mindful, I didn't forget to be transformed, I didn't forget for the bracha to be a bridge for me to remember that the bricha, that the flow of blessing, the shefa bracha comes from you. So that speaks to how to become a chassid in the realm between us and God. And then the Gemara is gonna quote two more opinions. What does it mean to be a chassid? Mele denizikin, to learn the laws of damages. I never damaged, willfully or unwillfully, intentionally or accidentally, to not damage someone, that's bein Adam l'chavero. And the l'kayin milei Avos is to grow in midos, to learn pirkei avos, to excel in the area of character. And that is between a person and themselves. We'll pick up this next time. But what it means to be a chassid is in all three of these realms. And the different rabbis Uh, suggest or encourage us different areas of study of what it means to be a chassid. But again, this section, this step in our 12-step journey to being our best selves is not getting away with the bare minimum, is not putting ourselves first, but putting those around us ahead of ourselves, a willingness to be selfless because we are so devoted to people, to causes, to values that we care so deeply about. We'll pick up with it next time. Uh, Join us at 845 for Living with Emuna. Tonight, 9 p.m., Behind the Bima, we are going Behind the Bima with Rav Moshe Weinberger. Talk about you want to be on fire in the month of Elul. I'm telling you, Rav Moshe Weinberger will light your spark, will light your fire. Join us tonight at 9 p.m. on Behind the Bima. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.